James, hello, friend. Hello. How is everything going? Everybody is listening right now, and they're like, uh, do they know that they're recording? Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is the sound a little different. Version. Hey, Dennis. Hello. Hello. So, uh, James and Dennis both know, but uh, my software that I, I usually am able to edit these episodes was hacked as well as uh, my job's hard drives that had a lot of pieces on it. So we're going to roll as we go, but I want to make sure that we didn't miss an episode. Um, so do you guys have the, the intro memorized, the uh, the show show intro? you get that memorized? Don't quit before the miracle happens. <laughs> okay. We know one thing. <laughs> yeah, but my ukulele broke. So. Oh, that's oh, right. That sucks. You did yeah. so good on that intro. Like, uh, I know. I know. Version of it. We'll just have to do it with our mouths, I guess. And I, I hope to have this back up and, and running next week. Uh, but it is, if you're listening to us when it usually drops, it's Thursday. 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 And I don't know why, honestly, when we first started, I don't think we, uh, I don't know. People listen to us more on Thursday than any other day of the week. But uh, we were like, well, what day of the week should we drop it? Maybe on a Monday. And there's more people that are doing things. Usually we'll listen on a Friday heading into a weekend than any other day of the week. So um, I thought, why not? You know, when, when, when do you guys listen? What day? Thursday. On, on, on Thursday mornings when we record it, I listen to it. <laughs> That's awfully as nice. As we're recording it. So I've well, been, <laughs> I've, I don't go back and record or listen to each episode. Um, so you're like Brad Pitt. You don't like you don't like listening to yourself. You don't like watching yourself. No, probably much like Brad Pitt. You know, when I'm sixty or seventy, I'll go back and watch all the movies I've been in, and um, be like, "Man, I can't believe how I was back then." That was so cool. Yeah. I, I, like I watch the ones I win awards for to just marvel on how great I am. Other than that, I don't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, we are humble. We're a humble bunch. You know? <laughs> I like that. Well, as you know, we have the defective cat guys sitting around talking about our personal experience and recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are run would not represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship today. We'll be sounding a bit different, but still sharing about our experience on this week relationships. In this episode 91 of the Effective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Woohoo! This is where the ukulele would be. But we don't we don't have that today. So you could just strumming, 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 strumming. Yeah, strumming, strumming. And uh, let's catch up on the last week. James, how's everything been? Hmm, not much uh, is going on. I got um my four-year anniversary, as you know, and um, one of our friends, Mike M got me a present he got me a motorized scooter to ride no away yeah it's the coolest thing and um and i i came, i went down to dennis's house yesterday and i i, I met him down by the fountain actually he never came out because i didn't tell him i was coming and i called like four times and he didn't answer an hour later, I, I, I was sleeping i was gonna go knock on his door but honestly i couldn't remember which door it was i think it's the one with the wreath I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> you just go door to door knocking for Dennis. <laughs> Dennis? But I felt I felt like a little kid, like, come out and play. <laughs> come ride my scooter. <laughs> and it would be funny if like I don't know if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, but like I would like, get on. <laughs> I gotta pee, James. Just go, man. So is the scooter like the ones that you see in like a lot of cities have them where you rent um, them to ride around? Is it like one of those? It is, but it's um, it's made by Mongoose and it's actually a step above because it has a seat so I can sit down. It's a lot wider. It's The wheels are more like bike wheels and it's got a little basket in the back so I can stand up or sit down and um, 
and it, it hauls. It goes about 15 miles an hour, and it, it lasts for about 14 miles. So it was a really generous, fun gift, and uh, I'm going to use the crap out of it. <laughs> and the kids I like, will too. I know my kids will love it. I like how my sponsor got you a gift. He didn't get me anything. <laughs> That's because you're a sponsee. You don't really count. Oh, okay. Now I know. And I'm such a loser. Dennis, your birthday was Sunday, and I I didn't even send you a text. I feel... Oh, don't, don't worry. Either James. That's fine. <laughs> God. No, this is really no excuse. I mean, don't expect the scooter, but maybe a scone, you know? I, I, got, I got a text from Louie at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. And in the afternoon, I got a text from Mike from PA. And then, other than that, I didn't get any congratulations until I actually went to a night meeting that night and picked up a medallion. And then everyone congratulated me. What did you? What did, did you say? Anything cool when they said, "How did you do it?" Well, I talked for about two hours, gave my stories. Took all the credit for myself because I worked really hard at it and I couldn't have done it without myself. Did you name up the podcast? Of course, like 50 times. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's why we got so many people listening to the worst episode we've ever recorded. Oh, no. This (laughs) this is going so much better than some of our older episodes. That, That is true. Well, that's cool. Any anything else that went on in the last uh, week, Dennis? Congratulations, belated on that. And last week's episode. If you listen to this and you missed last week's, go back because it's really fun. Towards the end, it was hard to hear some of the back and forth jokes and commentary, so you will have to like turn up and turn down the volume uh, to catch it. But it was uh, I don't know. There was like seven seven of us knuckleheads on there talking about the anniversaries and celebrating the week that uh, both James and Dennis picked up their four years. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah I my listened to it a little bit. It was fun. Yeah, my week, like, James, my sponsor didn't get me a gift, but James got me a gift. He got me a little Minecraft cat. And then I, like, had the cat, actually, like, a little Minecraft stuffed animal cat. And then I had the cat in the world, so I, I made the cat our king and, and built a giant castle for him. And oh, then no. I guys. Then no. I gave the cat. Yeah. yeah, I noticed you gave him more gifts again today. <laughs> 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 so much fun. But this week has been exciting in the entertainment realm, right? Because like a bunch of good shows came out. What's and a new Minecraft update came out. Uh, the first one is Sweet Tooth on Netflix. It's based off a comic book. And it is, it's so good. And then uh, Loki comes out today. And I before this podcast, I actually watched it. You So you already watched it? Yeah. It only I, dropped so hours good. ago. It's usually 3 a.m., right? Yeah, but I watched it right before this podcast. I actually have 12 minutes left of it. Oh, wow. I just, um, it's funny, like, as you said that, I sent Talitha, my wife, uh, a text, love you so much, and I put Loki is out, and she sent me her little emoji, so happy shaking maracas. She likes cool. to Marvel stuff with me. It's so fun to have a little friend to watch it with. Yeah. How long How long are the episodes? How long is the first one, Dennis? The first one's like 58 minutes or so. Oh, so it's, it's more like um, the WandaVisions were like 30. Yeah. And more, so it's more like the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably only going to be like six episodes or so. My neighbor's yeah, so we'll attacking me right now. Hey, Puff. That's, that's cool. And I think I, I didn't check with you guys. I think I, uh, I might see you on Sunday. I don't have many plans. And um, 
Olivia and I might stop through the splash pad. I'm sure, uh, James, I'm sure you have to work one or two. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But it really, uh, you know, we're trying to think about what to talk about today. And something that I feel like we talk about a little in every episode, especially the start of them, talking about those relationships and how the last week has been. But we've never actually broke down uh, how relationships, like the arc of them, has changed in recovery and how there are certain parts of the program that definitely help more than others to have a successful relationship. You know, I know without you guys, like the last year, I feel like when we started this, we were friends, but it crossed into a new thing once we were actually able to, you know, I guess when we became the defective characters, you know, and I'm glad that sometimes, you know, like back when you're in school, there are like cliques that happen of like groups and it feels like, oh, I I can't be a part of that. I'm proud that in my recovery, I don't think there's any of that. You know, like anyone that's um, shared their story on the defective characters, we say it's three guys sitting around, but that's just because we're on every episode talking about the topic with either other people that are around that are here or people sharing their story you know and how open it is to bring somebody into a room that you might not have ever met before but if they're identifying as yeah you know i have trouble staying away from a drink or a drug uh or anything there are some people that i know go to oa overreaders anonymous and are dealing with things of trying to work through the solution and those relationships um dennis is there any relationship you want to get us started on that you've seen kind of grow or how like the rooms has helped you with that um i guess i'll start with like um like like i don't know how to word it but like my my relationships before i came into the room you know, like, I had some friends that I had for, like, a pretty long time, you know, that I knew them for years and years. And, like, our friendships were, like, based off of, like, common interest and stuff, right? So we listened to, like, the same kind of music. We were interested in the same type of drugs and drink the same way and stuff like that. And they were relatively superficial. And, um... Then towards the end of my drinking career, like I was pretty much a loner, so I didn't really develop relationships. Everyone was pretty much acquaintances that I knew. I had a couple people that I was kind of close to. And then fast forward to AA, and like the friendships that have developed are on like a more deeper level and stuff and way more diverse. So like I got a lot of like really close friends, like, you know, James and, and Mike, and they're on like a deeper level so we can have like like shared interests and talk about like television shows and video games and stuff like that but then we can also like talk about what's actually going on and the struggles that we're dealing with or what you know and stuff that we back in the day you would mention to a friend and be like oh that sucks or like don't be a bummer or something you know would be the response where now it's like the friends I deal with or I have around me actually care about how I'm doing and want to help if they can. But like, it's also diverse in the sense that like, I have like good friends of like all age groups from like 20 something to like 80 something, you know, I eat breakfast and hang out with an 80 year old Filipino doctor, like pretty much every morning for like the last four years and like we're like close and friends and we're like couldn't be like more of opposites and stuff and I think like that's like kind of what's like the most important to me about this whole thing is like developing these friendships with all these different types of people like make my life a lot more full And then also, like, 
I don't ever have to do anything alone. If there's anything that I'm going through or dealing with, I know someone who's personally done that in their life. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Hope hope that answered your question. Sure. Yeah. And so you're kind of surrounding it with relationship with friends. Why don't we start there, James? Because there's pretty much relationships yeah. with, with a couple different things. So friends, family, and then um, I know something I wanted to bring up is relationship with God. Um, so maybe we start with friends since Dennis kind of got the ball rolling on that. Yeah, I can open it up or uh, continue with friends. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. That'd be great. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought that was great. It was wonderful. Um, so well, let's just go right into you know being uh, in recovery. I, I'm I'm recovered from. Uh, hopeless state of mind and body uh, where all I did was think about uh, drinking. Now, um, you know, I try to think less of myself. And um, my friends today are all in recovery. Um, I, you know, I, I can get into family. My family are definitely my friends too, but that's probably, you want to keep that separate, I, I assume. So my friends are the people that I go to meetings with, that I do podcasts with, that, um, you know, check on me and make sure I'm okay. And, you know, people that that really care, you know, um, like there's people at work, um, you know, I'm sure I have a good time with all of them. And while I'm at work, um, you know, we, we banter and we have um, a good time and I'm always positive and, and they see that and so they feel comfortable, you know, coming to me for things. But um, outside of work, I don't hang out with those guys because, you know, for the majority of them, they're still, they can't wait to get out of work so they can go drinking. Um, they're doing things that, you know, I have no business doing. My friends are um, the people that I've, um, I've grown close to over these past four years. And I've been on the other side. I've been in and out of the program of AA, and, and I've seen these people and their friendships, and and I wanted it, you know, kind of like you were talking about in high school, where sometimes you're on the outskirts and you see these clicks, and you're like, Ugh, they're so clicky. But I felt like that. But the thing was, I wasn't working the program, and I didn't have God, and I would, I couldn't stay sober. So I felt the same way. Until I got God is the center of my life, until I, I stopped drinking and I did the program, I did the steps, you know, I was always going to feel that way. I was going to always feel on the outside isolated. Once you get God, once I got God front and center, the friends just filled in, filled in around me because, you know, people want to be around you when you're, when you're kind, when you have a loving heart. And, and I do, I think I do have a loving heart today. I care about my friends dearly. And what a wonderful way to live. What a wonderful way to have, you know, to foster friendships and relationships. And, um, you know, even before I started drinking, you know, I was always very selfish, like me, 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 what can you do for me? And um, it's, it's a little less like that today. Thanks for letting me share, buddy. Thank you, James. I guess I will. I'll, I'll say something next, if that's okay. Move room. It's kind of um, not okay. It's not okay. Back to you. Back to you. Back to you, Dennis. All right. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. Oh. Um, she's she's Louise's. Um, fr- friends before I came into the rooms. The funny thing, I thought the friends I had were awesome before. I thought they were fantastic. Then when I quit drinking, I found out that they were not as good as I thought. Surprising, I know. And that is because what a lot of us bonded over was what I was trying to take out of my life, which was staying away from a drink or a drug. So it was challenging when I made that decision to really uh, to really better myself. I mean, it was ultimatum at the time 
where my wife was completely done with me drinking. And, you know, deep down, I was also done with it. That's just, I hadn't fully accepted it yet. And so when I went in and was like, you know what? I, I want to try to manage this was how I thought originally. And then after the first two or three meetings, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, these people actually just abstain from it. And they have found out other things to fill that so that way they can get through any situation. And there was only one of my friends that I stuck around with because, well, he was like, yeah, I'll hang out with you if you don't. He's like, it's never going to last this you staying away from a drink or a drug but we'll still hang out because you're still a good time and still to this day he's one of my best friends even though he's still active he doesn't take my inventory and i think the big thing is i don't you know in god's time do work in people and he still to this day has been a good friend but the rest of them um had a difficult time with it because they weren't getting something they didn't uh, find that they were getting something out of it anymore and that they thought that I was judging them and I, I've come into contact with a lot of people that just because I'm not drinking or drugging they're like you're judging me and those people aren't in my life anymore instead in the rooms instead of judging and comparing there's more identifying and relating uh, that happens. So you look at the, uh, the good things that you can see a bit of yourself in. So it's not like misery loves company in the rooms. It's, uh, you know, I guess great to me, grateful people. And, grateful and, and you're looking at the, the good in it, you know, it used to annoy me when I'm like, somebody say, how's, oh, how's your day? I'd be like, oh, uh, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. Oh, do you, do you got, you were able to get that iced coffee this morning though, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I was able to do that. Oh, you, did you take a shower? Did you sleep in a bed? And uh, those things I love now because there are some days where I have a tough time uh, being grateful. And I'm grateful I have a job right now. Uh, it changed a lot and the great friends that I have like James yesterday as I pulled into the parking lot of my job uh, to work at time I usually don't he sent me a really nice message um, essentially saying hey I know there's a lot of changes uh, going on but just know that God loves you and that's so important right because anytime stuff changes whether you're in the rooms or not, I don't think people like to change. But having a great friend that's like, hey, this could this could be challenging because change is challenging. Um, you know, it's it's those friends in AA that have been there uh, for me specifically this last year. Uh, Dennis and James, two of my best friends, and I'm grateful for the program to to bring you guys into my life. You know, so I'm thankful for you, Dennis. Michael, you want to you want to talk about another aspect of relationships, huh, buddy? Not really. You know, <laughs> do we like have you've shared with us before about your family and some of the some of the moments you've had with your dad? Oh, I hate them. Ugh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, my family, like, uh, where do I start? I guess start at the beginning. My family growing up, like, I'm a, I'm a triplet, and I have an older sister, so there was four of us. And, like, growing up, I was, like, really young, me and my brother were, like, ADHD and hyperactive. And I didn't do good in school and stuff like that. And my dad was, like, a workaholic. So I didn't see him except at like night. And then because of like the way I was, I was always getting in trouble at school and at home and stuff. So I'd see him at night and get in trouble for all the stuff that I did that day, you know, 
And then obviously once I started drinking and drugging, it got worse and worse. So our relation, like I looked at him as like an authority figure. who was like, quote unquote, the bad guy. So I rebelled against him. Dennis, are you in the middle Sorry. of the road? There's an there's that, alarm going that's off. That's not me. <laughs> uh, my, my speech was that bad. Um, <laughs> Uh, so like I rebelled against my father and like totally didn't like him at all and (laughs) (laughs) we can edit that out right (laughs) Uh, so like you know fast forward I went years without even like really talking to my dad and even like if I showed up to Christmas and Thanksgiving we'd say like hi that's it not even like a how are you doing or anything it would be like not speaking not there is no relationship there whatsoever for years and years and fast forward i ended up moving back in with him and my mom when i was older like late (laughs) 20 and over the course of that time you know like i uh started quitting drinking I, I like i wasn't doing all the bad stuff that i did when i was younger and stuff like at that time i wasn't stealing things and stuff like that but there's still like obviously a very like much distrust from my father's point of view and then a lot of fear of my father from my point of view but then like since for the like the past four years of getting sober and him like kind of seeing me like doing the right things and making strides forward and stuff like that and like because we live together now like we like are forced to talk to each other sometimes and stuff so like over the course of the last four years that relationship has changed but I think it's mostly like I don't think my dad's changed at all but like I definitely have So I think it's like kind of a byproduct of like living the way that we're supposed to live and like doing the next right thing that over time, like, I mean, we're talking four years, you know, when that like over time, he sees a difference in me, you know what I'm saying? So that trust is earned back very slowly. But now we can like have a conversation about stuff like just random stuff and we can like um like uh joke around and and whatever and it's and it's fine it's relatively normal i still have some issues that like i still have a little bit of fear of them just because it's so ingrained in me from a childhood but like that over time that lessens and lessens as well but like you know, even when I, like, my anxiety got really bad, like, my dad doesn't understand alcoholism. He doesn't understand why I got to keep going to meetings. He doesn't understand anything beyond his, like, scope of his little world. And so even with, like, when my anxiety got really bad, I would, like, lay on the couch with him, like, downstairs while he's watching, like, Lifetime movies and stuff like that, and I'd watch him with him. So after like this last time, he actually started like inquiring, like, what's going on? Like, what does it feel like? Blah, blah, blah. I think that was really important to me because it's like the first time in my life that he's ever like tried to understand me rather than just like assuming something about me and being judgmental about it. But I think that's the, you know, it's a great thing. And I think one thing that like, newcomers need to remember and what I hear a lot it's like you know I I've got I haven't drank for 30 days and I'm doing like so much better why can't these why can't my family see that or why can't so and so understand like where I'm at and it's like you know we we're, we're doing good for like 30 days or a, a month or three months or a year or something like that but the amount but where their perception of us comes from is from the 15, 20, 30 years of not doing the right thing. So it's like, you gotta have a little bit of patience and continue to do the right stuff and those relationships start to change.
very slowly over time, but it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dennis. Jake. You're welcome. Hi, Mike. Now, hey, hey, Jane. Oh, um, when it comes to family, you know, I was um, after I got really bad uh, in alcoholism, you know, after I, I left for college. So, my mom and dad were shielded from any, you know, tough nonsense because uh, I was I was pretty good in high school. You know, I, I was a weekend warrior. I, I got A's and B's, so they didn't really bother me, and I didn't bother them. Um, you know, after a while, you know, they would. I'm sure they got the the impression that something was wrong because you know it seems like once a month I was you know hitting up my parents for money. To pay bills because I would spend the money that I was making on other stuff, and uh, I was living life in emergency mode, and I wasn't preparing for anything. And uh, you know, my lack of preparation became everyone else's emergency, and you know, it just was not fair. And um, you know, I began to make a living amends to mom and dad. I, I probably owe my dad hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know he's like you know don't worry about it but what I can do is you know make sure I always give him a Father's Day gift and you know if they ever need anything just don't even think about it and eventually you know start paying back because you know I, I think about my children like if they needed anything any kind of money you know I would be there in a heartbeat like sure what do you need and I would not expect them to pay me back um i think about um you know my relationship with the my children's um mother you know i was i was in a deep haze fog because i was just full-blown alcoholic and uh, i put her through a, a lot of crap and um you know my children saw us fight a lot and i you know i'm sad about that but uh, you know, you, you know, you get better. I've gotten better, and I've, I've changed my life. And um, because of it, I, you know, I broke up that family. You know, but um, you know, you move on. You don't, you don't do, you don't regret the past, but you can learn from it. And um, you know, I've met my wife now, and you know, we we've had our ups and downs, but um, I'd like to think that we put each other first and uh, she is my perfect number two because God is number one and I let her know that every day she is enough and um, it's kind of our little joke like you're enough and uh, I know it doesn't sound very flattering but uh, the deeper true meaning behind it is amazing you know like I have everything in this world and I have you and what we do is we try to do everything in our power to make sure the other person is unemployed so when I see that the, her side of the bed is not made I'll make it when she is busy 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 I'll, I'll take care of her chores for the day you know just anything and respond kindly um, try not to attack each other personally uh, if we're upset you know just these little things and um, family is great you know I talk to my kids all the time they may be hundreds of miles away but I think I have a, a deep relationship with them uh, it's as close as I can possibly be to two teenage boys you know? I think about my relationship with my dad when I was a teenager it was, I think I have more of a relationship with these kids far away than I did with my dad who was working all the time it's, it's interesting um, I don't know there's a lot of things I could say but you know well, I got I got a question for you. Sure. Like you you're you're in a you have a unique situation with like you and your wife, right? Because you you were both out using together when y'all met each other, right? And then y'all ended up getting married and then coming into the rooms and getting sober together. Like you have the same home group, you have a lot of the same friends. You do and pay stuff. I do pay attention. <laughs> so like but like my question is is like has like getting sober t 
together or both of y'all being sober versus both of y'all using has the relationship become stronger and like healthier and stuff and like how so oh it's become incredibly strong you know we both were uh, as our our pastor who married us would say we are yoked that means you know we've got the same beliefs uh we've got strong beliefs uh, we have the same higher power and we strive each day to be closer to that higher power and uh, every week I, I give her a new scripture verse uh, to memorize and I send her a picture of us and she she prints it out and she laminates it and keeps it in her pocket and um, mm-hmm. we do <laughs> you, you can totally really? see like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can totally see her doing that right yeah yeah absolutely she probably has a little pink uh, lamination machine probably <laughs> everything she go, we, when we go into the store, she is just like scanning the aisles for pink things. She, that's her favorite color. So it's yeah. so cool that it's easy to buy stuff for her because it just looks like pink stuff. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. I, um, <clears throat> we do, um, uh, you know, Joe and Charlie bring the big book to life. We, um, we listen to that. We probably listen to that seven times because we really wanted to, to get inside uh, you know Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob and like really understand this program and by listening to that you know we would do that on our trips to Miami to pick up the boys and uh, that was really fun you know we're, we're just we're on the same wavelength but we are we're separate you know she her program is so different from mine she wakes up in the morning she goes for a three mile run and she is meditating for half an hour and she's praying for another 20 minutes I'm not like that. It's, I don't need that. I, I meditate and I pray um, for like 25 minutes. I'm good to go. And um, but but we encourage each other. Like I don't I don't ever tell her what she's doing is wrong. Um, we don't like I said attack each other personally, um, and we don't assume anything. We just ask each other questions, and you know we don't we don't have fights and arguments anymore. If, if we start to, like, one of us will be the bigger person. Be like, well, let's sit down and talk about it, you know. That's a far cry from what it was, like, four and a half years ago. Like, at our, our worst, we were just, just horrible. Like, ugh. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. Don't. don't do it, James. She listens to this. <laughs> What about your What about your family, Mike, and how your oh, relationship is going? Thanks. So I was, uh, and I, I don't know if I talked about it on here. I found it interesting, and this goes right into those relationships. You You guys didn't end up checking out any of that TV show Louder Milk that I sent over, did I? I did you? Okay. I have not. It's like episode nine. There's a moment where the main character who is in recovery, I think like a year in recovery or maybe a couple of years in recovery, who has a sponsor and everything else. And again, it's not like it's a real show. The lead character from the movie Office Space, uh, Ron Livingston is the actor. And he goes and meets with his uh, ex-wife who is getting remarried and says... To her you know like why didn't we work out I have my life back together and everything and she says I didn't want you to get your life back together and she's still an active alcoholic and sometimes I like the friends that I talked about that I that I lost and maybe my ex-wife I don't know you know it's not up for me at this point to know but there's some people that when we change if they see something in themselves based on us changing they're not going to like that you know and even though the main character of that got his life together and he's sober some people uh, don't know what to do with that and I have a lot of those relationships with my family that I think fall in category Um, they were good then I was active in my drinking and my immediate family, my father and mother, um, they didn't see a lot of it because I was thousands of miles away when I was in Chicago, Iowa, Fargo. They were still in Boston. And 
they saw maybe a little bit of it whenever I would come back. You know, like I remember there was a time where my brother was like, you're going to have to drive back to Vermont four hours away. You shouldn't have more than four beers. And I got pissed. I got pissed at him. And he knew he was the only one in my family that knew I got a DUI because get this. This is a shocker. Before his wedding, the day before his wedding, um, I decided to tell him that six months earlier, I got a DUI and make it all about me, about his wedding. So that <gasps> the day that I can't was all believe about it. him, I was like, you know, I've been going through a really rough time. I got a DUI. You can't tell mom and dad, you know, and I made his wedding. So like he had, he's got enough on his plate. Like it's it can be a happy time, but also there's a bit of stress, you know, ahead of a wedding. And I like made it about me. And I see that now at the time. Um, I think it was just the first time face to face that I saw with my brother. So I thought there was an opportunity for me, but it took a while for those relationships to actually get better. Um, and they have improved because of things that have, uh, been suggested to me, uh, like ahead of Father's Day, James was talking about how, you know, with his parents, he does certain things to connect with them. I for the first many years i imagine i'll do it probably this year too with father's day coming up i sent my father a card that had a memory that i had with him from my perspective and how much i appreciated little things like going for ice cream or maybe a a time that he got me uh something that meant a lot that i still remember the feeling um, and I made sure, I make sure to do that, you know, like I don't, I don't waste moments and I always make sure that I tell people that I love them, uh, when I see them or I'm talking to them on the phone, because that might be the last time not to be morbid, but nobody knows, you know, and having the perspective of hey, one day, one day at a time we have today. And I'm grateful for that is something I'm able to, to put in place. You know, so I guess in short, that's that's that. And I'll start wrapping up as far as my relationship with God. I give credit for having the wherewithal to do those things, to help out uh, friendships and real relationships and appreciate that you guys are two of the best friends uh, that I have in sobriety. I had great friends when I originally got sober the first year and a half before coming to Florida. Uh, and I never thought that I would I would have those friends again, like meet those people because I was always taught the friendships, like what you and you two have in common is you came in, uh, you know, your latest stint in recovery, you came in at the same time. Your sobriety dates are right around the same time. I had those friends up in Vermont and I still have those friendships in Vermont because I came in and they were the first friends that I made. Um, if, if one of you two move away, if you both move away, you guys will still always have that together. Um, and I never thought I would have those friendships. And then I probably met you guys, you have four years. So it was a year into coming to meetings in uh, celebration that I met you and the friendship every single weekend when I would go to that meeting we would hang out a little bit after the meeting and then we started this up a year and a half ago and I I look at it like the relationship that I have with God left me open that I was praying that I would find great friends in celebration and I did find some amazing people that's part of our fellowship but being able to connect with you guys the last year and a half um, I know God did that, so I give I give him all the all the credit because God is everything or God is nothing. Um, May I interject? I would love that. All right, here it comes. <laughs> Embrace yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, didn't work. Go ahead. What? You're supposed to say stuff now. This is unedited. Yeah. Oh. Come back to me. <laughs> My relationship <laughs> with God is, um, I don't know. Like my, my relationship with God developed 
over the course of my whole life, really. You know, I remember like at 15, I was a devout atheist, completely definitively knew there was nothing there, that it was all hogwash and crazy shit. Um, then like, you know, through my 20s and stuff like that, I got really interested in reading a lot of books and I was really interested in like people and why they do what they do and like history and, and philosophies and religions and stuff like that. And the more I like learned and the more I read and read, you know, I came, I don't know when it was, but at some point I came to that like intellectual point of like, you know, I couldn't definitively say there wasn't a God you know, because I had no proof either way, whether there was a God or not a God. And so then I, all I could do is intellectually come to the point of like, I don't know. So I became, at that point, I became an agnostic and I didn't know. And then like the type of books I was reading and stuff like that just kind of stirred that curiosity more and to like look into it and stuff and look at the different religions and see what they all had in common and you know kind of like how the book suggests try to like try to find where they're right not where they're wrong kind of thing and I was kind of doing that before I came into the room and then like at the end of my drinking because like if you listen to my story on episode two like I had a year and a half before I ever came into the rooms and that year and a half was really like pushed by like the spiritual experience that I did have that like I had no explanation for rather than saying it was God you know so I became more of a believer then a lot less doubt and I still deal with doubt and stuff like that but that's because I'm human but then like you know fast forward and coming into the rooms like by that time I was praying and stuff like that but it was more like the foxhole type prayers of like please help me (laughs) like I'm dying like blah 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 and you know like my circumstances of like coming into the room I believe like God did that like you know I believe God puts the people in my life at the period of my life to like kind of nudge me in the right direction to go and then so then I come into the rooms and you know I start learning about concepts like surrender and service and like, you know, the principles and stuff like that. So my relationship kind of developed from like this idea of like, I'm in trouble, ask God to help me out of desperation to more of like, let's talk to him every day about the good stuff, about the bad stuff. Let's trust in him that he's got everything under control, you know, and give it to him. And like, it kind of developed into more of a relationship, kind of like synonymous with like how our friendships were like a lot more superficial and like transactional to where now the friendships that we have now are a lot more like wholesome and like healthy and like loving. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how, like, my relationship with God is now. It's more of, like, you know, like, we're in this together kind of idea rather than, like, stop damning me to hell and, like, you know, or give me what I want, Magic Genie, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, boy. Guess who's all queued up? Ah, he's queued up. (laughs) Is it JJ? Here it comes. Okay, I'm What is that? You know what that what tells is me? That? That, that, that tells me that while Dennis was talking, James wasn't listening. <laughs> Not at all. Just that up. That's 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 how we are best friends. James, uh, that was great. 
Thanks. <laughs> what was that from? What was that? The Hangover. Oh God. Fitting. How perfect. Fitting, right? Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Anything to say about God, James? James oh. never has anything to say about God. Yeah. He did a little bit in his chair. Did you have anything you want to wrap up with it, though, James? Uh, just that, um, you know, God is enough. And um, he, um, God does not put us on his shoulders. Or, um, no, let me say, he, we do not put God on our shoulders. So there's nothing we can do to let him down. Oh. You must have read that in a meme somewhere. No. I'm kidding. It should be it should be in there. Well, hey, I, I do love you guys. You guys are the uh, the two best friends to me that anybody anybody could could have. Um, yeah, I think that's that should be another song, you know. I, I guess it still it still rings true that when it comes to the relationships we have, I think they're ever changing. And if you want to be, if you want to have a good friend and a great friend, I think the best advice that I got from my first sponsor and my current is that you have to be a great friend. You know, you can't expect that people are going to do something and can't expect that if you are a great friend to somebody else, if you're doing it because you want to get a great friend back, um, you're going to be disappointed. You know. And it's, uh, it's easy these days, you know, whatever you know whenever you get like this intuitive thought to like oh i wonder how he's doing you know send a text like you know mm-hmm. I, you just came on my mind mike the other day i was like man that's that's a lot of stuff you've got to do all at once you know because at work you know when things are changing you're kind of like oh gosh i don't want it to change i'm so comfortable and so that's why i reached out to you i just wanted to let you know that he is in control we just do the best we can yeah so well, yeah, i'm i'm horrible about reaching out yeah eh, you know what's progress not perfection Dennis? yeah you know yeah we, we believe we believe in you and we're not going to defriend you just because can't get i'm gonna try easy. really hard y'all are gonna hit me you send me little um pictures all the time yeah yeah when you're yeah when you when you're at work, well, I, I send him updates on the Minecraft world while he's at work. But yeah, they're still being fought. Yeah. yeah. You're very kind, Dennis. Well, we'll wrap up. You can imagine there's music playing underneath us, even though there's not. And we'll be back drums, next drums, Thursday drums, drums, sharing drums, drums, drums. our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 92. With an effective character is entirely ready to have these character defects removed. Remember... Honesty puts the real into real Asianships. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's actually been said before. Maybe. I think it was great. The three best friends that anyone can have. Best friends that anyone can have and will never, never, ever. I think that went pretty well. The best. <laughs>